Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Matt Riddle Brocast. I think it's official. That that's the name of the show. It's the broadcast, you know, it's a weekly, uh, I would say it's a weekly special. It's not even a weekly show. It's a weekly special you get every week, and it's it's beautiful. I would go as far as to say that, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good, you know, it's a little off topic, sometimes on topic. You never know with what we're going to do. It's, it's a good time. So what have you been up to this week, Matt? This week, I've been trying to get my sleep pattern back on schedule still from the whole traveling thing. Uh, it's still not that good, but I'm I'm staying awake longer. It takes, less- it takes a while. It, it does. It does. It takes like a couple weeks, but, uh, but I'm traveling this weekend. I can't announce where I'm working this weekend, but um, I'll be traveling a whole bunch and... Uh, but yeah, and uh, I, I've just been honestly working out a lot. I, you know, I've been I've been getting the pump on. You know, I haven't nice. I haven't been able to hit the gym as hard because I was traveling so much. So I got some downtime. So I've been hitting the gym a couple times a day. So 2017, watch out. To be fair, Matt, the other time where you weren't really allowed to tell us where you were working, and you did anyway, it created controversy because people didn't pay any damn attention to it. And acted like you no showed an event. I know that that'll that'll happen. And then I'm not gonna lie. The other day, I was hit up on Twitter. I'm not gonna mention promotion names because I still like I, I want to work for both promotions still. But there's a miscommunication. One promotion announced PWG announced I was wrestling with Jeff Cobb against uh, uh what is it Brian Cage and Michael Elgin the Machines mm-hmm. and. Uh, the one promotion hit me up and they go, I thought we were locked in for, you know, the 18th. And I was like, well, we agreed on a price. We agreed on this, but like, you, you, you never announced like a opponent. You never, you never said like it was official. You were like, let me get back to you. Yeah. You know, like if you leave off with a, let me get back to you, 
I mean, I'm going to fill the spot, you know, especially if PWG comes knocking, you know. is I'll be devil's advocate here as a journalist. Is this an issue with you, Matt? People, this, this a lot of times, because maybe they think that they have a, maybe like an AIW per se, just, just throwing that out there, who we will actually be talking about today, thinks that you have agreed and... To be honest, I was sent some messages that maybe looked like you did. You know, and do you need maybe you need a, a word, like a word, like a no, an official prompt. I'll, I'll tell you this. If you ask me if I have a date open and I say yes and you're like good, that does not mean we Oh, your connection went to shit again, Matt. Have a date. No. Yeah, your connection just went to duty. You know what? Let me. Straight duty. I can carry this show while you reset your router if you want to, Matt. I might have to. I might have to. I'll put on a dog and pony show here. I'll tell the people. While you do that, I will tell them all the things that we are going to talk about on this show. Then I will bombard you and surprise you with these topics, even though the people will already know about them. All right, so should I just unplug my stuff and then replug sure. it back in? Then boot it back up, come back, follow that link I sent you, and you should be good. All right, bro. I'll see you in a minute. Okay. All right. So, guys, we have a ton to talk about with Matt today. <laughs> when I say that we have a ton to talk about with Matt today, as it turns out, it's it's been an, a very eventful week for uh, Matt Riddle-related topics. Gosh, I can think of three or four of them right now. First off, uh, for MMA, Nevada is considering taking cannabis off of the maybe the banned substance list. Substance list. They're going to discuss it now. If you remember, guys, Matt, he will when when he says he left the UFC on a four fight winning streak. Technically, Matt left the the UFC. Two and O with two no contests. He won those two no contests, but both of them were overturned because he tested positive for marijuana. That's that's a weird situation to me. Uh, I don't think that fight should be overturned for marijuana use. He was not high in the cage, so that's why anybody else. If this were if Matt had popped for a PED, if he had popped for steroids, you would hear me call him out on this show saying, "No, Matt." You were 2-0 with two no contests. Marijuana, you're damn right Matt finished off 4-0 in the UFC and 5-0 to end his MMA career for now. Nevada is going to discuss this, and uh, I'm going to ask Matt what he thinks about that and if that changes the possibility of him maybe fighting. Now, um, neither of the two fights that he uh, got popped for were in Nevada. One was in Canada, one was in England. In fact, I he didn't like his last four fights weren't even in Nevada. And he didn't fight there much to begin with. I think he fought there a couple times. So maybe maybe that will happen. Maybe 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 it'll change some things. I don't know. But usually a lot of people follow Nevada's lead. But one of the reasons Nevada is doing this is because uh, I think it's recreationally legalized, I think. Probably should have read up on that. Also, one of our new Fightful.com podcast hosts, Fightful MMA podcast host, Sean Pearson. 
He's another guy who left the UFC on a winning streak. He won three straight fights. Now, it's Matt Riddle-related because the first fight of his UFC career was a win over Matt Riddle. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see his reaction there. I hope he doesn't think it's like a shot at him. It's a guy that Showdown Joe knew. He's a Canadian guy. He's very opinionated. He'll be on the show with Showdown Joe tonight at 9. Subscribe to his iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Because pretty soon you're going to have to register for free at Fightful.com to get all these early access, much like this show. Now, another Matt Riddle-related topic. Lewis Linden, he's the guy that Matt accused of being a pirate, the AIW pirate, who is actually the captain of a ship. That's the, the, one of the booking decisions that Matt maybe didn't completely agree with. Well, I had interviewed John Thorne of AIW, and I sarcastically said something like, well, if you ever book Matt Riddle in hot sauce against Lewis Linden, you could bring in Paul Burchill to team with Lewis Linden. That would be entertaining. Matt would be a heel. Well, they, they're booking Paul Burchill versus Lewis Linden. Very excited to see how Matt feels about that. Oh, he's back. Hopefully his connection doesn't suck. Did I, is it better? It's better for now. I mean, who knows? I mean, I did the, uh, that hard, hard power on and all. I hope it works. Me Either too. way, I'm going to get to one of the topics that, that I mentioned while we were off air. Do you know who our newest Fightful MMA podcast co-host is? <sighs> I don't. Who is this? It's a guy that you know, Matt. Ooh, am I friends with him? I don't think so. But maybe maybe, maybe you are. Sean, <laughs> Sean Pearson. Sean Pearson, the Canadian guy? I that fought? you fought? Yeah. yeah, Sean Pearson's the man. Okay, cool. Uh, he's a friend of Showdown Joe's, and we were looking to expand. We got him and Elias Theodoru. But as I was looking over his record, I was like, oh, snap, he fought Matt. He fought me in a pretty, pretty epic war in Montreal. How do you feel about that? How, what was your relationship with one Sean Pearson like? Uh, well, our relationship is I punched him in the face. He punched me in the face in front of a lot of people for a lot of money in Montreal. 23,000 people there. Yeah, and then, uh, like, we should have got fight of the night. We didn't because the fans voted, and they mm. voted for GSP Koscheck, you know? But uh, GSP jabbing Josh Koscheck repeatedly until his fucking orbital split in two. That's, that's basically what happened. And then, uh, and then I remember Sean Pearson was a cop, but then – wasn't able to be a cop anymore or wasn't able to be a cop because he fought me and then he pursued his career in the UFC. I don't know. Is he still fighting in the UFC or did he retire? One of the cool things about this, Matt, is Elias Elias Theodore was like 4-1 and one in the UFC, 6-1 and one if you count tough. You left the UFC on a four-fight winning streak. Sean Pearson hasn't fought in three or four years. He has hung him up. He left the UFC also on a three-fight winning streak. No scrubs here at Fightful. Wow, we are stallions. No scrubs. I, I kept making the joke earlier this week that since 2012, Fightful.com is like 11-1, 12-1 in the UFC. Dude, that's pretty legit. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Very solid. Very solid. Well, good. Good for Sean being part of the 
Yeah. Fight team. Fightful team. Fightful team. Very excited to have him on. He's on tonight at 9 with Showdown Joe. They're talking all kinds of MMA. I think usually that'll be a Wednesday time slot, guys, but tonight, uh, uh, 9 p.m. Now, here's one I'm real excited to ask you about. What's that? This AIW thing. Did you all get right. that text I sent you the other day? Which one? The Lewis Linden one. I don't know. The, like the other day, like or it was, was funny. It, it, it was earlier. This, it was earlier this week. You didn't reply to it, Matt. What the hell? I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't get it. I have this Nokia Luma. I'm getting my phone this weekend, but right now I'm working with this Nokia Luma that's real trash. Okay, I sent so. it to you Friday. <laughs> So, Lewis Linden has been booked in AIW against that pirate that I showed you from WWE. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Uh, They're getting I, the I, Riddle Rub here. I know for a fact that, you, dude, the Riddle Rub is what's up, you know. It's, <laughs> I guarantee me talking shit. I hope, I hope he gets a contract. I hope he does. But, uh yeah, you know, I, I talked to a couple people that, you know, work at AIW, and they were like, yeah, they're doing this whole thing. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, you know. So good for good for Linden. Good. I hope they all make money off of it. I, a big... Well, they, they have a good product. They have tons of matches and tons of good indie wrestlers, so. And I'm a, I'm a big – I was a big fan of Paul Burchill in, like, 2004, right before he got signed by the WWE – he was this big, like, 240, 250-pound guy that could do, like, standing shooting star presses and all this incredible athletic stuff, and they made him a pirate. Hey, sometimes being a pirate's easier than doing crazy stuff. Does he still do the crazy stuff? I don't know. He hasn't really wrestled consistently for a long time. I'm pretty sure he's a fireman now, mm. which is pretty mm. crazy stuff, to be honest with you. Um, fight fires, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he may live here in Kentucky because that's what happens. A lot of the guys who used to wrestle at OVW when it was a WWE developmental territory, they just kind of stick around in Kentucky. Like Damian Sandow did. It's I don't know why I live here, and I don't quite understand the, the appeal of sticking around, but, hey, teach their own. I'm in Pennsylvania. I don't know why I'm sticking around. The weather is just so bad and like Well, it's fifty degrees today. Yeah, it's fantastic today, but I mean the last couple of days it was cold. Like, you know, Jimmy is like, Oh, when are you getting in for the rumble? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I my flight, it's at the end of January in Kentucky. We might be under four feet of snow. We you never know. I don't you think never, so. You global, never know. Global warming, bro. I don't think so. That's not the way it works, Matt. I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. I could listen to you talk about global warming for an hour, though. That would be an interesting one. I don't think people need to hear that. Why? You know, I don't think I'm up to date on the topic. You know, I know that would make it even better. I just know there's there's a lot of pollution in the world. I don't think I'm helping. I'm flying all around the world on a consistent basis, so my my carbon footprint's horrific. So. So I was a little bummed. Oh, I saw that you're doing a seminar, and I won't. I, I would have legit came to the seminar if I was in town in time for for Evolve. That's hey, well, there's going to awesome, there's going to be another one 
WrestleMania weekend in Florida. Cool. So you can go to that one too. You should be at WrestleMania anyway. Hopefully. Uh, Jimmy Van, I know he contacted you about a suite. They yeah. Are all, yeah. They're all sold I thought, out. I th- well, you know, so maybe we got to rent a house. <laughs> nice. I don't know what's so funny about that. We rent a house downtown. Orlando, so, right? Actually, you know, I might actually have some hookups, you know. If anybody's, if anybody's watching the Fightful podcast and has a hookup for the Fightful team... Hey, you your bro, let me know. You know, I mean, I'll, I don't. I'll probably. I already have a room and stuff. You know. Yeah, I don't think lodging is an issue, but all the suites at the the venue, all the suites at wherever the hell the uh, the event is, sold out already. Well, what were you thinking? It's WrestleMania. That thing that's sells out. I, it sells out the second it's announced. That's what I told Jimmy, and he acted surprised. I, I think I told Jimmy that. I was like, yeah, I figured they'd go pretty early. Jimmy Van, you got to get on the ball, buddy. Pro re- People underestimate the selling power of professional wrestling yeah. every day. And I'm like, they look at pro wrestling. And I'm like, bro, you don't even, you don't even fucking know. You don't know. Pro wrestling is where it's at. Don't even fucking know. Speaking of, I'm coming to Evolve, Matt. I know. January. Yeah. Rumble weekend. You get I, I believe I'm wrestling ACH. Ooh. Because I'm a stallion, so they put <laughs> stallions together. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm very excited. I, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity, for sure. You but need, uh, you need a fake humble gimmick. Like your your heel gimmick can be you pretending to be humble. Well, you know, I'll be honest. It's really like in my head. It's really, and I know it's easy to be a heel. You just you just got to be like mean to people. Yeah, like. Just be mean. Like, say something your mom told you not to say. And like, it's like, say it. And it's like, oh. Yeah. How dare you. But, you know, but you see, you see, and, like, to be a real heel in pro wrestling, it's like, you can't be a comedian. Like, you got the Kevin Owens, but he's really not a heel. Like, he does healer stuff, but people cheer for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, to be a real heel, you got to say some real mean stuff. And you got to say it, like, not sarcastic, like... Like you're a piece of trash and like mean that shit. You know, say something personal and mean it and like slap somebody in the mouth. Yeah. You know? I'm with that. Make it personal. Like that's how you that's how you become a heel, you know? And on the indie circuit, it seems like a really like a gray area for almost everybody because the fans are just gonna cheer for who they like. There are a few exceptions, of course. The the best part I love about indie wrestling is if you're really good at wrestling doesn't matter if you're a good guy or bad guy you know you're like you you'll make good money you know what i'm saying well i feel like in the wwe you need to be like a good guy to sell a good amount of merch and do all that because like good guys sell merch bad guys don't well indie wrestling the fans are smart so they appreciate like a really good bad guy or a really good good guy you know or a really good wrestler. I always like. I mean, my thing was, if I really, really like a heel as a heel, I'm gonna boo them. So, I mean, that's the reaction they should get. Like, I don't know if I should cheer somebody who's supposed to be getting booed if I think they're doing their job right or doing their job well. I don't know. It's a weird. Well, 
I think I think in my head a good heel is somebody when you're watching and when they do something you're like son of a bitch like yeah. he's doing that you know it's like again you know or like it, you know like he, as little as he, it's it could be as little as pulling the trunks or whatever it is you know but like just just cheap stuff you know and being mean about it and saying mean stuff that's why like the Miz is probably one of the best heels right now that they've seen in a long time because like he's he's mean he says mean things says it like he means it and then you know he's the miz he's very easy to hate so <laughs> one of the finer moments of this fightful broadcast was your reaction to the undertaker's declaration that he was Digging holes and taking souls, man. Digging holes and taking souls. That's what he do. Did you happen to catch Monday Night Raw? You know, I was like, this week I felt compelled to watch it, but I didn't. I've just been so busy just working on this body. But tell me, please tell me the taker came back and he dropped a line of greatness for me. Oh, I forgot to to post the make the poster or put the poster up that Graham Williams made. Uh, that's retweeted on my Twitter, at Sean Ross Sapp, you guys. I will update this. Uh, Ooh, what is it? It's I Am Legend, or Bro Am Legend. Let me pull this up right here. Oh, hey, Bro Legend. Bredgen. Somebody made a bro. There we go. Oh. There we go. Look at that. And your dog. Your dog. Oh, oh man. Oh man, that's brutal. That's brutal. That is phenomenal. Graham Williams, the man. Go follow him, guys. Graham underscore Williams. That is unbelievable work. Unbelievable work. Um, That's good stuff. The Undertaker came back and on Raw and not only said he was entering the Royal Rumble, but he 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 didn't just one up his original digging holes and taking holes taking soul statement, Matt. He multiplied it by twenty nine because he says, "I have dug twenty nine holes for twenty nine souls." Ooh, twenty nine so- holes for twenty nine souls. That's Cold. pretty good. That's pretty good. He's sticking with it. He knows he it's, it's popping. Probably, dude, he probably comes out every six months and makes a T-shirt. Well, I'm. I think there's been one that's that's made now. Let me. I need to f- look on uh, WWE Shop. Uh, by the way, guys, check out the main page of Fightful.com. We now have Fightful shirts. So uh, go buy like nine of them: long sleeve, short go sleeve, soft style. All of them. Buy all of them, guys. Oh, you got this. You got different designs. That's pretty sweet. Well, we we don't have different designs per se. We have different uh, styles. Like we have the long sleeve, the short sleeve, the muscle tee, all that stuff. Pro wrestling tees, you know. I, I don't like to do all the work myself. Mm. Damn it! Mm. I, I'm not like you. Oh, here we go. Here it is, Matt. Where the hell? Does it have a shirt that says 29 Souls? It doesn't have 29 souls, but. Souls and holes. Look at that. Taking souls, digging holes. Wow. Since 90. With the shovel and. Oh, wow. 
Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. It's got the shovel and the sickle. He's, he's a classic guy. Yeah, it's got this dorky fucking tag at the bottom that says WWE Authentic Wear. Because they do. They got to pump their brand. Evidently. I think it's dorky as shit. The only thing dorkier, well, it used to be they would put, like, a guy posing on the front of a, <laughs> of a shirt. I thought that was pretty lame. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, when you're a grown man and you have, like, a dude flexing on your shirt in a Speedo, it's like... Yes. Then again, if you're a man that's willing to rock that shirt in public, you're kind of a, you're kind of a stallion. Yeah, that's you know true. Like, it, it's the irony of it now. But a few years ago, like, when WWE would do that, they would make him so corny, like... When I was in high school, if you wore, like, a Bret Hart t-shirt with Bret Hart on it, there's you might have to fight somebody. You should. Now let me show you one <laughs> you notable did. one notable exception. Uh my now wife bought me this shirt a few years ago, and boy did she do a good job. Look at that. Oh hey, well let's see it. Oh flair. well that that's a that's a good shirt. Anything with flair, especially vintage flair. You so know. one time I took a picture of it with my digital camera of me wearing it. And the face on that thing is so fucking big, Matt, that the like facial recognition didn't recognize me as a face, but it recognized Ric Flair as a face. That's wow. Even in a selfie, he, yeah. stole, he stole your shine. He did. It's Ric Flair, though. And he's one of the most notable. Like It's like The Rock. If you had a shirt with The Rock's face, it'd probably notice like Rock. Well, I mean, I think it was the size of the face, not whose face it was. I think it was the Ric Flair's face was the same size as yours on a T-shirt. It would probably still recognize his face first. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with fame, Matt. It's a technological software. Is it? I thought it was just like you know, it's, no. it's technology. But like, if you're like more, if you're looked up more and stuff, your face no, will pop it, up first. Like a, nobody's looking up stuff on a digital camera. Damn it, Matt! I don't do you know. think? Do you have, how many souls do you think the Undertaker will take and fill holes with at the Rumble? I I really don't know. I I I wonder if they're gonna give him like one last title push, Taker style. Like, why not? Better than the game. It's funny because like ten years ago, I thought that was gonna be like his last push when he won ten years ago. You know, I think. Timeless. You know, he, he's up there. He's good. But then again, you got, like, Goldberg. He's in the Rumble, right? Yep, and Brock Lesnar. And Brock. I mean... Seth Rollins is in it. I'm t- there's, there's too much talent. There's too much talent in that one Rumble already. There's a lot Wait. of them. Uh, let's see who else is in there. The Miz, New Day, Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose, Chris well, Jericho, he's, he's Ron Strowman. The- and you see, oh, Braun Strowman, runner-up rookie. Mm-hmm. Not not exactly rookie of the year, but runner-up. Hey, it was a tough year to win it. It was. <laughs> you know. It was. Come on. <laughs> hey, you know what? I saw that Okada Omega match. What did you think? I'm excited to hear this. You know what? I the match is good. It was really good. You gotta somebody, trash this match, Matt. Not at all. I can't. There's not I can't trash anything. Well, it started off a little slow, but when you go yeah. that long, you have to start off slow to tell that long. But like 
Very good. My favorite part of the match, though, had nothing to do with the match. Just seeing the crowd's reaction, like there was people just openly weeping in the crowd because how good the match was. And I'll be honest, yeah. the match was that good. It really yeah. was. Like I didn't openly weep, but like I thought about it. You know, it was good. But like just see, and then like seeing the people, and like they weren't crying because they were sad. They were crying because they were just like you could tell they were just in, like so honored to see such a great performance live, and they were like, "I can't stop hide my tears of joy." You could tell that was the you know, and it, it was good, good match. Yeah, they went forty five minutes, and it felt like twenty to me when I watched it. I'm gonna watch it again. Access TV sent me a screener with. Uh, Jim Ross and Josh Barnett's commentary on it because they're airing it Friday. Oh, I'm gonna watch it back with that too. Uh, Josh Barnett getting that commentary. Has he been doing commentary with Jim Ross there for a minute now? Or yeah, I'm- catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before that, he did it with Morrow. He's been doing New Japan for a while. And he may, may end up wrestling there before long because he got popped for the PEDs again. Well, you know, I, I'll be honest. I watched me some Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, it, it looks like a good time. Yeah. looks like It looks like the bro should probably make his entrance. At least, you know. Listen, man, I, I got to see you face three people in particular. I got to see you face Kushida. I got to see you face Kenny Omega and Okada. Kushida, because when he's in there, especially with a guy like you, who knows what the fuck he's doing on the ground, he uses that double wrist lock a lot. Like, he incorporates it into his matches. And really, the, the main guy I've seen with him that, that really worked that really well was Kyle O'Reilly. I think he can do it better. I think you can. Thanks, bro. I think you can. I believe. And Kenny Omega, I just—he's such an animated guy. His his expressions, his facial game is on point, and his dude, his athleticism, his look—you know—he's got he's got the full package. That Kenny Omega pretty much trained himself. Hey, he's killing it. How do you feel about people that do that? Like. It's so funny because really the main people that I see bitching about that are really, 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 really low-level wrestlers who never made it much of anywhere in wrestling, and they're mad because somebody who didn't necessarily get the same kind of training went further. I mean, I know Ethan Page pretty much trained himself. Kenny Omega, the Hardys did. Like, there have been some success stories there. 
Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I think the biggest thing that you train yourself, like I trained myself mostly in jujitsu. I didn't really train at a big gym until later on in my career. And I did it mostly through books and DVDs and just watching other people doing it and going to competitions, you know. And I think with pro wrestling, because you can get so hands-on so quick, you know, I think that's what these guys do. You know, they get a couple buddies, they start wrestling or they go to shows and throw themselves out there and wrestle. And, you know, it's like you can watch something. Like me personally, I can watch something, see it, and then duplicate it, you know? I can watch something on YouTube and then do it, you know? Like, maybe not 100% or not as good, but after a couple times, I will, you know? So I think, you know, for somebody like Kenny Omega, he's probably got that, you know, gift to just look at something and do it, you know? There was once a guy, speaking of MMA self-training, there was a guy by the name of John Jones who used to say that he learned his striking off of YouTube videos, and he did okay for himself. He did fantastic for himself. Fantastic. Oh, speaking of which, Flow Slam. The, or not Flow Slam. The Flow Grapple or Submission yeah. Underground match is not happening. Elaborate. I put you in touch with a guy from there. Yeah, I, I got in touch. He, he got back to me. He told me to get in touch with uh, Mr. Sonnen. For future possible grappling matches. And I'm not going to mention other names, but uh, the person that said the match was probably happening, could happen, all that jazz, who's no longer there, wasn't authorized to say nay or yay. You know, I don't know if that's the reasoning why or whatnot. You know, it's not my place. Yeah. But... Hey. Well, there, there have been some shakeups there. I mean, I still there have well, been a few little they, shakeups. They came here and did a documentary, and I like said to them, like, "Hey, like, don't release this, like, unless you like run this by me. Like, let like let me like get a copy or see a preview before you know you just you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. You know, Jeremy was the one that set that up and sent those guys out here. So we'll see how that all turns out. Not that I, I did, not that I did anything crazy on camera yeah. or off camera. I didn't, I don't, but at the same time, you say, you know, anybody from any di- person's life, you could probably make look bad, you know, sure. just by editing. I was well, on the I mean, ultimate fighter. Come on. I, I was about to bring that up actually. Uh, and I mean, I, I like Jeremy Botter a lot. I like Flow Slam a lot. I like Dwayne, who works there a lot. I think I, I'm confident that if I'm willing to bet that they'll probably try to figure out something to get you involved in Submission Underground. Yeah, that we we yeah we talked in that email. There was you know, it's not like the door was closed. The door did you was still did open. you walk into the boss's office, hit him with a Stone Cold Stunner, and crack a few beers open? No, that's not really my steez. You mm. know, I Bummer. mean, don't get me wrong. I'll go into the boss's office, but I, I'm more of a, you know, not kicking the groin stunner kind of guy. I'm more of like a flying elbow or something, <laughs> you know, something cool like that. Here's a, another interesting one, Matt. The Nevada Athletic Commission is going to review the rules on cannabis use mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in MMA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? I've been tagged a couple times. I'm shocked. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I'm not a mind reader or a fortune teller or a psychic, but I called this shit years ago. And if they actually review it and do things properly and look at the circumstances and, you know, they're going to be like, I can't believe we've ever banned an organic substance like this. So, uh, you know, like I said, I've been considered, I don't even consider marijuana a medicine. I consider it more of like an herbal supplement, you know? So yeah. th- that's how I personally look at it. And I think if they look at it in that sense, like not to, you know, I don't use it, you know, no, I don't think people necessarily use it just like, oh, I use it to get fucked, you know, like you can get drunk, you can do other drugs to get messed up. It's, you know, I think most people that use it on a regular basis use it more as like a supplement. You know, so I think they're gonna. I think that's how they're gonna rule it. It's gonna be fine. I'm gonna be like I told you so, and it'd be sweet if I could get my no contest overturned, but that's not happening. Well, I mean, uh, you never really had much of a problem in Nevada, did you? That was internationally. Yeah, but everybody follows the rules in Nevada. So, like, if the Nevada Athletic Commission says, okay, it's like every other athletic commission is going to say, okay. And in England, there is no athletic commission. And, like, those countries, there is none. So it's the UFC that runs that. So they decide who gets drug tested. They decide, you know, whatever happens, happens. I was saying this off the air, and, like, you know, there are some people when you say, I left on a four-fight winning streak, they're like, no, you left with 2-0 and and 2-0 no contests. I would say that if you had failed for like steroids or a PED or something. This is Me marijuana. Too. Me this too. Is marijuana. Bro. I would yeah. Even if I, I would say even if I failed for like uh, like a harder drug like cocaine or oxycotton or something because it's like well maybe you were pepped up or maybe you couldn't feel pain you know but like marijuana dude no no <laughs> there's nothing. Like, no way it made me stronger, faster, better in any way. The only thing that is remotely enhancing is recovery. It helps you relax. It helps you sleep. It helps you chill, you know? So, I think, if anything, that should be encouraged. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you look at all these – you know, like, who could really use some cannabis? Conor McGregor. Maybe he wouldn't hit little kids in the crowd with energy sodas, you know, or whatever he's doing. <laughs> It's like seriously, or maybe, That's, or maybe hey, John, what? or maybe John Jones wouldn't be hitting people with his car. But then again, I'm pretty he was, sure. He yeah, had I think weed. he had weed in the car with the cocaine and so. So you know, you can't. Well, basically, bottom line is you have to be a responsible adult in any situation. Throwing that energy soda probably added two hundred thousand buys to that pay per view. You're a piece of trash, and if somebody bought that pay per view because of that, I'll say it right now: you're a piece of trash. You'd be because surprised. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, because this is the thing. When I like, like, I'll see, like, it's like watching World Star. You see World yeah. Star, and you'll see just all oh, the the worst of the worst of humanity, and see how many hits it has, and you're like, this can't be real. Oh, the comment section is the best there, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, the comment section, I can't even get into that, because then it's like comments, and then people commenting on comments, yeah. and it's like, I'm like, no, you guys are just a pack of savages, you're a bunch of shitbirds, I'm <laughs> out of here. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, I saw a guy get gut-wrenched power-bombed on World Star. That, you see, that, the thing is, there are some sweet moments, but at the same time, I feel like the thing with World Star is there's a lot of mismatches, and there's no referee. Those are my two problems with World Star, mismatches and no referees. You know, like, yeah. there, should, like there should always be, like, somebody to regulate the situation, and definitely not Eve Levine, somebody better. So we're going to get into some of the news stories. The unusual news stories. A Jimmy John's employee in Florida was uh, fired after he posted a video on Snapchat of him jumping rope with dough. Matt, your thoughts? Well, I think it was uh, rightful, rightful firing. I don't know. I don't eat at Jimmy John's. I'm really glad. But this makes me worry about any sandwich establishment that makes fresh bread. I mean, and granted, I guess it's baked, so it's really not that bad. But at the same time, there's no need to do that. Like, that's a, that's a low move. Like, that's a low man. Or, you know, or, or what did I say, a Munson? That's a Munson. That, that's a Munson move. He deserves the firing. And, yeah. Try to avoid Brad as is, but damn. Um, you're, one here's those, an, you're one of those guys you avoid carbs? I'm one of those guys. My, my wrist is really fucked up, and I can't really lift very much right now. I, maybe when I get it checked out, I'll be able to, but I kind of got to get rid of carbs when I can't lift. So, I want to become a big fat ass, Matt. I don't even. I don't even know what to Listen, say to you. That's like the most not manly thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, I gotta Matt, can't lift your weights. job. My my wrist hurts. Can't lift weights. Gotta stay off the carbs or I'll um, get a fat ass. I've been trying. I've been trying to put off surgery for like a year on the thing. So. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, this. I work, well, I'll tell this you. This is what with, I do all day. I'll tell you this with the wrist thing. If you put off surgery, it's probably going to be harder to fix now, so you might as well just try to rehab it sure. the best you can. Well, so yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Yeah, I've got to set up some physical therapy stuff. It sucks. It's pretty rough, but... YouTube it, eh. bro. YouTube it. Eh. Kenny Omega. I mean, if I don't lift, then it doesn't bother me. But then when I go to work out, man, it fucked up for two weeks at a time. But hey... It's part of it. It's part you of should it. just wrap um, it up, tape it like a pro. That's, that's what I do. If I go to wrestling practice, that's what I do. So, I mean, I can make it through that. When you get your fox but, catcher on, you tape it up. Yeah, pretty much. Just wrap it up, really, or wear a brace or something like that. Which that sucks when you're trying to fight off submissions and stuff, but not like I'm training for a UFC fight or anything. I think I'll be okay. Um, Here was an interesting story that may or may not be true. It's a quote-unquote report. Some are saying it started from a 4chan prank. Rumors emerged this week that President-elect Donald Trump hired some Russian hookers to piss on a bed that the Obamas once slept in. Hmm. 
the thing is, I don't, I don't think it's impossible, right? Like, like, uh, but I don't see. Like, was this before he was president or after? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, he's not president yet. He he gets inaugurated in like twelve days or something. It's it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't believe I'm actually saying that. That's gonna happen. That's kind of crazy. That is. But uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't doubt it. But I don't think like I don't think he would do it. Like, why pay four Russians to piss on a? That just that just sounds ludicrous. Like, you never done that. Well, no. No, I've never, I've never paid anybody to pee anywhere. Did, did the Chinese I, people just pay that for you when you went over there, or how did that work? What do you mean when people peed? I mean, did they did they pay for Chinese hookers to just piss all over beds for you all, or like? How oh did that work? no, 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 no. Uh, that, that's that's not how it works in China. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because instead they piss on the streets. And shit on the streets. Yeah, they they do occasionally do that. They got the holes in the ground to pee and poop in as well. You know, different different stuff. I've been told it's a more natural way of going to the bathroom. You're supposed to. Would you Would you say that there are any souls in those holes? There's a lot of souls in those holes. To take a shit in one of those holes, you gotta lose <laughs> your soul. Like, think about it, bro. There's, yeah, it's a big, it's a big country, and people are just dropping turds and holes. The world we live in. Hey, it's, dude, it's getting overpopulated. There's too many people. We're lucky. There's even holes to shit in. Are we? People could just shit in, like, on the ground. They don't need a hole necessarily. Dogs do it all the time. Do you know what? And how many? There's not that many dogs just running wild and free. There, there is, but there isn't. Wild that, dogs are terrifying, and wild cats. Wild cats are. I feel like they attack more, but wild dogs are definitely more dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, we we call them koi dogs in upstate New York. Like I lived, like I lived pretty <laughs> up in the woods, you know, and we had some koi dogs. Pretty wild sometimes. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, give us an update on your dog. What's up with that? Uh, going through the rescue process. It's it's a process, you know. Uh, they they want us to get like a six foot fence and stuff like that. Wow. So that's and it's January, so the ground's kind of frozen right now. So it's kind of hard to do. That's frustrating. It is. It is. And then, uh, yeah, they got giving us a hard time. So, we'll look at your fucking dog. You found it after a year, and now you got to go through. Yeah, this and then, but you know, they 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 said to my wife, they go, "Well, it seems like you guys didn't look hard enough." And we're like, "What do you, you know? Like, what do you mean?" They're like, "Would you would you stop looking for your kid?" And, you know, I kind of want to be like, well, we have three kids. <laughs> so, like, if you had four kids and you, like, so one of them ran away, like, and you looked for them but couldn't find them, like, would you give up on, like, the three other kids looking for the one kid? I mean, you 
you you would a little, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro. Oh, I don't ever want kids. I so so kids. so they're being sticklers about this dog, but uh, where there's a will, there's a way. I, I think we'll 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 get them sooner than later. I was bummed. People were excited to see the podcast debut of of Dutch. Dude, don't get don't get me started. Right now, this dude named Bruce has him. Bruce, this dude, yeah, some old dude named Bruce. He has like six other huskies. Just is that the husky. guy that you all saw walking him? Yeah, he had like six other huskies. We saw Dutch out of the husky group, and boom. Do you think Bruce is making things more difficult on purpose? Uh, I don't think it's necessarily Bruce. I think it's the whole, you know, if it, if it was like an adoption, it wouldn't be a big deal, but it's a rescue. And I guess with rescue dogs, they make it like a, a bigger deal, you know? So, I you know, yeah. But yeah, like, I guess like he literally, like our dog was found like the day we like misplaced him and he went into like this, like this rescue for like North American breeders that we never heard of. And all of our friends didn't hear about it. So we didn't, we looked at all the pounds and everywhere else. We couldn't find him because this guy already had him and he was with this rescue. And then when we find our dog and now we still can't get him. So it's a little frustrating right now. That probably backhanded somebody. So I applaud your patience. Well, dude, you know, that's the kind of a disadvantage of being like a professional cage fighter and wrestler. It's like, what yep. what do I do to this old dude? Do I fucking suplex him on his head? It's like, I could. I could literally, against his yeah. will, do it and fuck him up. And it's like, and then just walk away with my dog because it's my dog. But at the same time, it's like, that's not the right thing to do. And I think the court would be rough on me if I yes, suplex, they would if I like hit like a drop step and German suplex an old dude on his neck and then took my dog. <laughs> it's like they're like, you didn't even pay the adoption fee, bro, or rescue fee, whatever. So, one other thing I want to ask you about before we go, uh, BJ Penn, he's coming back this no. Sunday fighting. Fights this Sunday against Yair Rodriguez, who's really good. Um, uh, I'll put it like this. Well, I think they're giving that guy a push. They're like, here's BJ Penn. Yeah. It's like it's like imagine if they brought Dan Hardy in and like they let like anybody fight him at this point. He'd get his ass whooped and then it's like he just beat Dan Hardy. It, it it'll add to his name. I'll put it like this, Matt. You've been out of the UFC for four years. And you have four wins since the last time BJ Penn won a fight. Yes. He has not won a fight since uh, November 2010, that knockout over Matt Hughes. He has won only one of his last seven. And here he is. Uh, He's fighting at Featherweight. The last time he fought at Featherweight, the only time, Frankie Edgar, who beat the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. I remember. He came tiptoeing in, and I heard that, he had trained his whole camp like that, and then like a couple weeks before, he was told, oh, you can't do that. And he agreed, but he had spent so much time in his camp training that way that he didn't want to switch it up, and he paid the price. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with Yair Rodriguez. He's really raw. He's 9-1. and one. He's uh, He does a lot of spinning shit, a lot of highlight reel type of stuff. Uh, what do you think about 
BJ Penn fighting at, at this stage? <laughs> well, the thing is, BJ Penn's don't get me wrong, world class athlete, world class fighter. He's the prodigy. He's the original. You know, uh, MMA is all about timing, and when you're in your prime. Pro wrestling is the same way. They're all this way. Pro wrestling, you can prolong a little bit, but MMA, not so much. You know, uh, BJ, unfortunately, I feel like he was in his prime. He did extremely well. He had a great, successful title run at 155, you know, where he defended against Kenny Florian and others. And. You know, it's just like Chuck Liddell. He had that great title run this day. He had a couple. He lost to Rampage, had a couple good fights, but then just kept pushing it and pushing it. And it's like in BJ is pushing it. And in MMA, like I said, it's all about timing. Right now is not BJ Penn's time. Not saying he can't win. He could always grab a submission. He could always knock somebody out. It's BJ Penn. He's extremely talented and good, you know. But at the same time, like, when you're in your prime, you're in your prime. When you're, like, an animal, you're an animal. Like, everybody knows that. And it's, like, and that other guy, what whatever his face name is, 9-1, sorry, you know, Gomez? Yeah, you're Rodriguez. 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 <laughs> like you said, 9-1, up-and-comer, strong, can do a lot of athletic spin stuff, hard highlight real striker. It's like, uh, you know, it sounds like to me like a Melvin, a fancier Melvin Gillard versus BJ Penn in his like old BJ Penn, you know, which to me just says knockout. Yeah, I pretty much I completely agree with you on on that sentiment. I was, but like I said, BJ Penn's one of the best on in the world on the ground. But at the same time, that guy's probably explosive and athletic enough to even if they go to the ground to stand right up, hit him, hit him, hit him, get away, and make him stand back up. Because it's MMA, it's a fight. Like, and people always forget it's like, dude, if you drop some elbows on somebody's head, like I don't care how good you are at jujitsu, it's like an elbow to your nose or eye or temple or ear or jaw or tooth whatever hurts back boom like what do you think of fighters now, now the bj penn is not in this situation he's fighting a real contender but you've got older guys like shamrock and gracie and even to a lesser degree tito ortiz versus chael son and these guys who are definitely way past their prime but still doing it are you cool with that? I mean, them making yeah. a check, they draw yeah. ratings. They they draw ratings. They put eyes on the cards, and that helps the guys that are building the reputation that are underneath them because everybody watches the whole card to watch that fight usually. And so it's like that's good. And as long as we're going against each other, the problem I have is like you bring in like a Lydell or bring in a Chael Sonnen or Tito Ortiz and have them fight like – a dude who's like 26 and 10 and 0 or 10 and 1 and he's won his last nine fights by knockout or submission you know and it's like and you know like that guy's a stallion in his prime he's being he was groomed on those nine fights those 10 fights and now he's ready for the big show and it's like who can we put him against to build his name well you know Stefan Bonner 
you know, T or you know, you know what I'm saying? At that weight class at least. And like Seven Bottom's an amazing fighter. He can still beat anybody on any given day, you know. Same thing with like a Forrest Griffin, same thing with, you know, any of those guys. But at the same time, like they're also past their prime and it's like and if those fights go into those deep waters, they're not gonna be able to hang. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I would watch Chuck Liddell beat up a scrub. Absolutely, even today. Uh, Matt, tell the people where they can follow you on Twitter. Twitter, I think it's is it still Riddle Tough Seven? We do this it every is. week. Riddle it Tough is. Seven at at Riddle Tough Seven, and then uh, I believe I'm Riddle Bro on Instagram, but I haven't been on there because I still don't have my iPhone, and you can't Ooh. use it. You can't use Instagram unless you have like an iPhone or an Android. Or, yeah, or an Android or something When do you get like your that. phone back? Why don't you have well, them ship it over? Well, because, I mean, I don't want to say where I'm going to be this weekend, but I'm getting it this weekend. So, oh. but I, I think, you know, the UPS, you know, is sending oh. it this weekend. So, yeah, that must be it. Uh, follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us at Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful MMA, at Fightful Online. Matt, anything you want to tell the people before we go? You know, just uh, look out. Look out, bros. 2017. Where, wherever you go this weekend, man, fill a hole with a soul. I'm going to be dropping mad souls and mad holes. Jesus Christ. Guys, Showdown Joe, Sean Pearson, tonight at 9 p.m. Subscribe. We're out. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.